Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash. And you're listening to episode 199 of Chat Disney. So welcome back to another episode of the Chat Disney Podcast. And hey, it's 2023. We hope that you all had a lovely festive break and an even better new year. We're so excited for a brand new year, a brand new year of Disney and of course of the podcast. So that is today's topic. We're chatting all about what to see in 2023. We're really excited to unpack all of the cool stuff that's coming to the world of Disney this year. But first, let's have a look at everything that came to the world of Disney last week. So it's no surprise to all of us that Disney had a bit of a turbulent year in 2022. We obviously did a recap in last week's episode with the big piece of news being the replacement of CEO Bob Chapek. And because of this, because of this uncertainty for the company throughout the year, Disney stock actually fell by an enormous 44%. Now, it'll be really interesting to see what happens in 2023 and if Disney can recoup some of that loss. Well, that is an enormous loss and more than I would have predicted. So heading over to Walt Disney World today for some parks news and the only parks news that we actually have this week, as it has been a very quiet week. And starting with the Walt Disney World Railroad, which did reopen on January the 1st, which was yesterday. We've also got some unfortunate news and guests have been saying that Space Mountain is destroyed after Genie Plus due to inflated queue times, which is no surprise really. Genie Plus has been a huge topic of controversy last year and I'm quite intrigued to see what happens with it this year and if they are able to improve it and stop these inflated queue times from happening. The Sosa Family Cigar Company in Disney Springs is going to be closing permanently from January the 2nd today. So if you are a cigar lover, then bad news for you. And finally, the Disney Festival Fantasy Parade will be returning on January the 1st again yesterday. Not at the time of recording this. We are recording in advance. And that will be replacing the Christmas Parade. Lots of stuff happening in Walt Disney World. And I have to say, I always found it a bit weird that there was a cigar shop in Disney Springs. So I can't say I'm hugely surprised that it will be closing. And final bit of news for you all this week. It has been a light news week. We are looking to you, Marvel. And Disney remembered what would have been Stan Lee's 100th birthday this week with lots of tributes to him going out on social. And Disney Plus will be streaming a documentary about Stan Lee in 2023. Now, I know you're not a big Marvel fan, Tash, but I think even you would find that really interesting Stanley of course is such an interesting character and brought so many amazing stories and characters to life it still amazes me when I watch things like Big Hero 6 and Black Panther that those stories are original Marvel stories they're just ones that last the test of time so innovative so yes lovely happy 100th birthday Stanley whatever you're doing up there and we are now going to head into the main part of today's episode chatting all about what you can see in 2023 So as Mercedes alluded to in the news, 2022 was a bit of a, a dud year for, for Disney. There was a lot of controversial stuff going on. It did end, of course, with a bang with the news that Bob Iger was coming back and Bob Chapek was ousted from the Disney community. So that fills me with some hope that things are, are going to be on the up this year. I don't know about you, Mercedes, but I'm hoping that things are going to 
fall back into into their original state and how things should be in the in the world of Disney. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever get back to exactly where we were sort of pre-pandemic levels, but it definitely feels like more kind of normalcy is is happening anyway when we look at the movies that are coming out and the updates that are happening in the parks, even things as small as as character meet and greets returning at, at popular locations and things like that. So yeah, I for one am really, really happy and I think let's maybe start with Parks while, while we're chatting about it, because this is something that you actually revealed in a couple of episodes ago, Tash, in terms of our personal trips that we've got planned for 2023. Absolutely. So I am going to Disneyland Paris in March for Theo's first birthday. Theo is my son. He will be turning one in March. And um, we have now booked it. We're going to be staying at Sequoia Lodge. So I'm very, very excited my husband Benji is also very excited. He hasn't been there before. He has been to Disneyland Paris, but he's never stayed at Sequoia Lodge before. So I am, we've only just booked it. So I haven't done too much planning at the moment, but you know, now the new year is out the way, the January blues are kicking in. I am very excited to get full steam ahead into planning. It is obviously for us probably going to be a little bit of a different trip than what I would normally have. The last time I went to Paris was with, with Mercedes, of course, two of our friends and this will be the first time obviously going with a young child I've never been with my nieces or anything before so I've never actually been to Disneyland with children apart from obviously as a child myself so it's going to be definitely a different pace um, obviously there will be a lot of rides and attractions that we either have to make the decision to go on solo or do child swap or something like that or just miss out I think there will probably be a lot more of sort of wandering around and taking in the atmosphere than they would usually be. But to be honest, that is one of my favourite things to do at a Disney park anyway. So I'm going to do lots of planning in terms of food and things like that and attractions that I definitely want Theo to experience. But I think as with everything with a young child, you have to be ready to go with the flow. And I feel like that is definitely going to be the case with this trip. Yeah, absolutely. Really exciting. And I've got two things to add to that. The first one is you have been to Disneyland with a child while you're not a child. Of course I have. Yeah. So right. So when we went, we must have been 17, which would have made your sister Morgan six no seven. 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 Yeah. Okay. So yeah, tell a lie. I have been with a child. There you go. Not a baby, though. I've been with a baby. Um, so we, yeah, as I've mentioned many times, we used to go with my sister when she was a baby. I was like 10, 11. So I do remember that. But my parents were very good. I didn't miss out on anything because they would just separate. Like mum would look after the baby and dad would take me on the rides or whatever. And I was always allowed to bring either like my cousin or my friend or whatever so that I wasn't wasn't alone. So that was cool. And then the other thing that I wanted to say, I think that something obviously it's your trip you do you do you but for anyone listening that's maybe going with a baby for the first time just based on my experience during my hen because you're going at the same time of year and also my recent experience at Walt Disney World this is something I would never advocate for so you're going to be really shocked and like what was happened to you you know me I'm a fill up at the buffet breakfast and then don't have lunch kind of gal have a big dinner just have snacks the one thing I would 100% recommend if I was going with a baby, as I say, this is purely based off of my experience in March last year, I would make sure I had a sit down breakfast, lunch and dinner booked. Even if you just order like a starter, it's not for the food. It's so you've got somewhere to sit with a child because it's going to be cold. 
And I've got memories. I mean, you remember this, Tash, with that Hakuna Matata salad where it's cold. You're trying to find somewhere to sit. Casey's Corner, you can't even get inside the building. And it's like the only place that's got warm tables. And I think that that is something that would be front of mind for me if I was going with a baby is like, we're going to need time to sit and chill. And all of the quick dines are going to be heaving. Like you're just not going to get a table. Plus they're all going to be closed because it's off peak. So even if you just like got a coffee, uh, like I know some of these restaurants you do have to do pre-fix, but actually I think that's only if you're on half board. If you just walked into like Waltz, but you didn't have a pre-fit menu, I feel like you could just have like a soup. (laughs) Yeah, that is actually a very valid point and one that I hadn't really thought of. I hadn't really done too much thinking about meals and dining so far. So yeah, that is a very, very good point actually. Um, Yeah, I can't believe I didn't think of that. But yeah, I think when you are with a baby, having time to sit down and you know, take the load off your feet and stuff. And like he, by that pay, by that stage, you know, he's not going to want to be in a pram the whole time because he's crawling now. I don't know if he'll be walking by then, but you know, he's going to want to have a lot of time of getting out and like either sitting in a high chair or just kind of being on our laps and things like that. And I think when you're trying to do that out in the cold and, you know, with the Paris weather as well, it might be raining and things like that. I think having somewhere guaranteed several times a day that we can go in into the warm and sit down is a very valid point. Yeah. And and as I say, you know, you said you wouldn't have thought of it. Why would you? You haven't been to a Disney park since before COVID and the crowd levels, like there's no such thing as off peak at the moment because all these backed up trips. Now I'm really hoping that as we head into 2023, we see less of that. But the two Disney trips that I had last year, I mean, the crowd levels were insane, but things are still closed. So you've got, as I said, I mean, my poor mum, you know, she, she really wanted to just sit down. It was a lot for her. It was a lot more walking than she's done for a long time. And she was struggling to even find somewhere to like, just sit and have a coffee. And I can imagine that if you've got a baby and it's cold, like just having that peace of mind of like, we've got a restaurant at one where we can go and I can change him in a nice warm toilet. And like, do you know what I mean? I just, I don't have a child, but I feel like that is important. Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely, completely agree with you. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, for thinking of that and and bringing to my attention. Well, I thought about it the other day, actually, I had a a memory of, of, as I say, my mum trying to find a coffee And I just remember thinking, like, imagine if you had a baby. Like, anyway, so there you go. I'm sharing my wisdom to you and anyone else listening that's going to Disneyland Paris with a baby. I am a liar. So I said the other day, oh, I'm kind of done with Disneyland Paris. I've been there a lot recently. Well, do you know what? Hey, never say never. I'm thinking about, and I say this tentatively, but I am thinking about going next Christmas to Disneyland Paris, not for Christmas, obviously, but maybe at like the end of November, beginning of December. I've just got the real Christmas bug at the moment. I've really enjoyed Christmas this year and I love Christmas at Disney parks. It's been, gosh, like 2013, I think was the last time I did Disney at Christmas Park. So it'll be 10 years since I've experienced Disney at Christmas no, Disney at Christmas park, Christmas at a Disney park. And 10 year cycle seemed to be my thing at the moment. It had been 10 years since I went back to Florida. So yeah, it's something that I've discussed with Grumpy. He's actually doing two ski trips next year. So I feel like I really deserve this. Um, So yeah, it's only a sort of topic of conversation at the moment, but Grumpy's on board, which is the hardest part when it comes to me booking a Disney trip. And if we do go... I imagine we will probably stay if the Disneyland hotel is actually open, then 
I'd love to stay there, but we'll see. I'd really like to stay at Art of Marvel because I haven't stayed there since it became Marvel. And obviously Avengers Campus will be open. So maybe it'll be like more of a Marvel-y trip. Um, or probably Sequoia Lodge, same as you, because I stayed at Newport Bay most recently. So Sequoia Lodge will still feel a bit different. And we all know how I feel about the Cheyenne and the Santa Fe. Great if you're on a really tight budget, but if there's an opportunity to stay somewhere a bit more premium, I'm always going to choose that. Absolutely. Well, that's very exciting. So yeah, I'm sure you'll keep us posted on that as the year progresses. But yeah, Disney, I was going to say it then, Disney at Christmas Park. Christmas at Disney Park. It's catching. Christmas at Disney Park is even more magical. Uh, the only, actually, no, I did, I yeah, Shanghai Disney, I've done at Christmas several times and that was amazing, but they don't go all out for Christmas as much as, you know, the American parks, for example. And then yeah, I sent I also went to Tokyo when they were celebrating Christmas as well. And it was the the same sort of thing. You know, they have parades, they have shows, they have the tree and things like that. But I would love to go to one of the American parks around Christmas just to see how OTT is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So when you go to Disneyland Paris, obviously, I mean, the Disneyland Hotel, I just kind of alluded to there. Will it be open? Won't it be open? It's very unlikely. I mean, the renovations are still happening and it's actually not expected to reopen until 2024. But some good news, the Disneyland Paris 30th celebrations are going to be continuing into 2023. So this includes things like the amazing drone show that I very, very unluckily did not get to see during my hen because there was some sort of air force something happening in the sky, something to do with the military. I mean, you literally can write that. But Tash, you will get to see that when you go in March. I know. I'm so excited. I'm really, I always wanted to get there for the 30th celebration. So I'm so happy that they are going on. They are extended and that we will see them. And hopefully I'll be able to get my hands on some of the merchandise as as well, if it is still there on shelves. Um, Other updates that we have coming to some of the parks. So Shanghai, I've got a couple of new things coming this year. We know that Zootopia Land is going to be finally opened. I feel like they've been talking about Zootopia Land for forever. At the D23 exhibition last year, we did see a snippet of the Benjamin Clawhauser animatronic that they are using, which looked very lifelike. Is that the word for a cartoon animal? I don't know. But it looked very, very impressive. So I can't wait to see more of what Zootopia Land is going to entail. And we've also got Donald's Dine and Delights, Donald's very own restaurant coming to Disney Town as well. And very excited to see what they've got on the menu there. Yeah, really excited. We spoke about that in the news the other day. And I think we both thought that sounded awesome. And as with the Chat Disney podcast every week, obviously there's an overwhelming amount of stuff coming out of Walt Disney World is, of course, Disney sort of flagship park. So naturally with more parks comes more exciting updates for 2023. And the biggest one of those, I mean, in the same sort of vein as Zootopia Land, this is something that's been spoken about for as long as I can remember. We are getting Tron Light Cycle Run opening in Discovery Land, Tomorrowland rather, in the Magic Kingdom. Now, this looked ready when I was in Walt Disney World. Like, the structure looks exactly the same as the coaster in Shanghai. It lights up and everything at night. I believe that the reason for the delay is actually the landscaping around it. So, it's literally just mud at the moment. There's no, like, pavements or whatever. They There's just kind of cement mixes everywhere. So, I think it's actually the kind of infrastructure that's delayed the Tron roller coaster from opening. We know that they've been doing live testing at nighttime and things like that with real human beings. So, I assume that the attraction is working. It's just getting... (laughs) 
it, you know, ticked off and the T's crossed and the I's dotted from a health and safety perspective. So that's really exciting. Now, sadly, we just spoke about how Disneyland Paris's celebrations are going to be continuing all through 2023. The Walt Disney World 50th anniversary will be ending in March. Now, they have extended this because of the COVID-19 pandemic, of course, 2020 was uh no sorry 2021 was the year of the 50th anniversary so we had it in 2021 all throughout 2022 and it has extended into 2023 which is very generous of disney it meant lots and lots of people got to experience it but unfortunately that will be ending at the end of march but really cool stuff that's happening happily ever after we'll be returning to magic kingdom much to fans delight very popular show Hatbot Ghost will be coming back to Haunted Mansion. He obviously made his return to Disneyland in California. We will be getting him in Walt Disney World as well. There's going to be a figment meet and greet in Epcot. Now, if the figment popcorn bucket is anything to go by, I'm sure we can all imagine how popular that meet and greet is going to be. We've got Moana, the journey of water also coming to Epcot. And then, of course, probably the biggest piece of news for Walt Disney World is that Splash Mountain will be closing to make way for Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which we don't believe will be opening until 2024, maybe even 2025. So lots coming to Walt Disney World, lots of exciting things. And yeah, I, I can't wait for, you know, some of these things to happen. I mean, we know that Space, Mount Space Mountain, honestly, what is wrong with me today? Splash Mountain is closing to make way for Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which will be coming, I believe, in 2024. So very, very excited. Oh, it is 24. Oh, maybe it's 20. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's 2024. Okay, I was getting confused cool. with my years and I was like, hang on, what year is next year or this year? No, no, that's good. I just, yeah. the, the, the skeptic in me thought, really? <laughs> no, no, no. I believe it's 2024. Um, but what I'm hopeful for is that we will get updates on it throughout 2023, probably in the latter half of the year. So that will be super, super exciting. And then we've got a whole load of movies coming out in 2023 as well. So first up in March, we've got Peter Pan and Wendy, which is going to be coming exclusively to Disney+. Plus. I don't know about you. I don't know an awful lot about this movie. I haven't really seen any cast list or anything for it. I don't know what the story entails. So that will be an interesting one. I'm not a huge Peter Pan fan and Wendy does annoy me a little bit so it's probably not the right movie for me um but yeah I'll give it a watch anyway the movie that I am really looking forward to next year as you can probably imagine I am also very nervous about it is the live action Little Mermaid now that is coming out in May we have already had teaser trailers for it we've seen Halle Bailey is as Ariel with the red hair and the green tail I'm very very exciting I'm hopeful I'm hopeful that in the next couple of months, we're going to get more of an extended trailer to let us in on a little bit more about what the movie is going to be like. But yeah, at the same time, I am very nervous because I think the last live actions that I've watched, Pinocchio, The Lion King, have not really impressed me too much. So I'm hoping this is more of a live action Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, kind of more of that ilk. Um, so yeah, that that's that's my hopes, and that that is the movie that I'm most excited for next year. Um, we've also got a whole host of other movies coming out. We've got Elemental that's going to be coming in June. We've already had our first little snippet of that. Not too sure about that one again, but it's early days. We haven't seen too much about the storyline. Haunted Mansion is going to be coming out in August. Now, this I'm very, very sceptical of. Obviously, the only thing we've got to compare it to is that dreadful Eddie Murphy version, which came out 
God knows when, 2003 or something, I think it is, which was a total flop. So I'm very intrigued to see what they do with this one. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is also going to be coming out in June. Again, I will watch this, but again, very apprehensive about it. Harrison Ford is returning to the role of Indy, so it will be interesting to see how he is now. He is that little bit older. Um, we also know that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is going to be pe- appearing in this film. She's very, very popular, especially in the UK. I don't know if she's a big deal in America or not. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of role she plays, because I'm only familiar really with her in the role that she plays in Fleabag. So I don't really know how she's going to be in, in Indiana Jones. And then we've got a whole bunch of Marvel films coming out, which, Mercedes, why don't you talk about them? Yes, we have got a bunch of Marvel movies and my most excited movie for 2023 appears in this lineup. And it is, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We did a live trailer reaction to the new movie in our very Guardians Christmas episode, which was really exciting. Go and have a listen to that if you've not already. I'm really excited about this. I've got so many questions after Endgame. We were left on a bit of a cliffhanger, especially with regards to, you know, Gamora and her whereabouts. But we see her in the trailer. So I'm really, really excited to see how this kind of ties up the the quest for the Guardians because I imagine this will probably be the last time we see them on our screens very sadly we've also got the Marvels which I'm not familiar with I'm actually going to give that a quick Google in a second because I want to know what that is and I don't so that is um, intriguing and then we've also got Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania which is going to be the third Ant-Man movie on our screens plus not really Disney but definitely Marvel a sequel to Spider-Man into the multiverse or into the Spider-Verse. This one is across the Spider-Verse. So again, we get to see Miles Morales and all of his friends in that world, which I'm really excited about. Um, Peter Pan and Wendy Tash, I did a little bit of a search while you were chatting. The only actor that I'm familiar with in the lineup is, well, there's two. Jude Law is playing Captain Hook and Alan Tudyk, very famous voice actor, is playing George Darling. So the Darling children's father. And it looks as though it is just a straight sort of um, live action adaptation of the original J.M. Barry play. So it's not like, you know, a, a precursor to the animation or anything like that. It's just like an alternative version. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I will watch it. Jude Law is, is Hook. I'm not sure if I can imagine that, but we'll see. Okay, it looks like the Marvels is um, Captain Marvel 2. Right. Which I, I didn't realise that. So it's based on... Uh, what's her face what's her name I've forgotten her name the actra actra that's actress and actor together Brie Larson who plays Captain Marvel is based on her character Carol Danvers and her friend as well Monica Rambo so it's I th- it looks like it's just Captain Marvel 2 but it's called The Marvels okay it sounds like it's like about her family or something the yeah well there's there's kind of like lots of different Captain Marvels because we've got Monica Rambeau's character she's kind of become like a, a Miss Marvel Captain Marvel then we've got Miss Marvel on Netflix as well and then Captain Marvel Carol Danvers so I think maybe it's about all three of them right see yeah this this Marvel multiverse continues to fry my brain a little bit yeah I think it's like that I think it's like a bit of a Spider-Man type thing 
Right, got it. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, there's some of the bigger updates that are going to be happening throughout 2023. Obviously, there is going to be a lot more that we haven't commented on and things that we don't even know about yet. So I'm hoping that we'll get some exciting announcements throughout the year. And of course, as always, we will be reporting here. We will be coming back to you throughout 2023 every Monday. But for now, that is not the end of the episode. We are going to head into the main part, a little game of What's This? So Mercedes received a gift for Christmas, a Disney-inspired gift, I'm assuming. And this round of What's This is going to be me trying to work out what the gift is. So I just need to remind myself here, as well as our listeners, What's This is like 20 questions? Yeah, it's kind of like 20 questions. I think you normally get a minute but hey it's still Christmas it's still the Christmas holidays right now and as this episode goes out it's actually the last day of my Christmas break so I'm feeling generous we're not going to have a timer but Tash can basically ask me yes no questions until she works out what this item is so I'll give you a bit of a hint in the beginning I've got it here as well so I can reveal it to you on camera once you have uncovered what it is and the hint that I will give you is that it was a gift that I received from my mum and if you guess it quite quickly I've got another Disney item that my mum got me next to me so we can go for that one after as well if you like okay exciting so question number one was it on your gift list yes it was okay I'm trying to think what we discussed in our Christmas episode but now I can't remember um is it clothing no is it an accessory yes is it a bag yes is it a lounge fly bag Yes. Ooh, but what one could it be? Is it the is it the 30th anniversary Disneyland Paris one? No. Is it I mean it could be any of them. <laughs> is it movie specific? Yes. Is it Aladdin inspired? Yes. Is it a Princess Jasmine lounge fly bag? It is a Princess Jasmine lounge fly bag. Oh, I love that. I love the colour of that. So it's Jasmine's little head peeping out above the pocket on the front. You can't see her nose. I just love that colour. Yeah, I know you love green. This is also one of the reasons why I'm like, I have to go to Disneyland Paris next year because I have to use the bag. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, you guessed that far too quickly. So we'll do the other item. I've got that next to me as well. Something okay. else that I received from my mum. Well, I think, yeah, all of my gifts from my mum this year had a Disney edge. Nice. Was this on your list? Yes. Was, is it clothing? Mm, yes. Ooh, okay. Is it? Uh... Oh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> Are they shoes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um oh I don't know I know you got the Mickey Hunter Wellies last year or the year before um are they oh I don't know this could be again I guess like what kind of hills they are are they, oh, are they hills? <laughs> I was gonna say are they hills? Are, hills are they stilettos uh kind of kind of okay but not really are they are they character specific? Yes. Are they? Do they have a, a an outline of a character on them? No. no. Okay. Um, 
Ooh, this is really difficult because I haven't really seen any kind of Disney heel footwear apart from the famous like mini on the back of the shoe one. Just think about what you just said. Famous um, Disney heel footwear. Famous Disney heel footwear. Glass slippers. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Amazing. So the famous Aldo Cinderella glass wow. slippers, they are always out of stock, like always out of stock. I said to my mum, they've released them like a couple, they always sort of release them just before Christmas and then they go out of stock and then you can't get them and then they release them the next year and then you can't get them again. And I said to my mum, like, how on earth did you find them? And she was like, oh, I found this company and I was worried they were fake, but then they came and they weren't. But they're really beautiful. The box is incredible. I'll, I'll just get you the box as well, Tash. This is really fun for our listeners. They can't they can't see, but I'll take some pictures and put it on our Instagram, which is at Chat Disney. You can see inside you've got the clock Love and that. it says when the clock strikes 12, you've got the little pumpkin carriage on the bottom. And then they also say there's no midnight on the sole as well. Love them. Box is like the most exciting bit. It's got all these illustrations from the movie. Oh, oh, that is a beautiful box. Isn't it? I'm never yeah. throwing it away. That's gorgeous. So, yeah. So, there we go. Two Christmas gifts. Very well guessed, Tash. Amazing. There we go. I obviously know you and your mum so well. I know, right? Um, but that pretty much concludes the first episode of 2023. As always, we will be back next week, same time, same place. We will indeed. And next week is a big one. Next week is episode 200. Oh my goodness, it is, isn't it? Wow, I cannot believe that we've been doing this for 200 episodes. 200 hours of listening to our voices. You are so lucky. Wow, there we go. And it will continue next year or this year. (laughs) Bye for now. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.